Welcome to the Roots and Branches podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the hidden gem of Palm Beach Gardens. Although it's a small city in the grand scheme of Florida, PBG is rich in its own stories and culture. I'll dig into what it means to live in the gardens, how it's changed, and hopes for the years to come. Just like the banyan tree that is the symbol of our city, we spread our branches, sink our roots, and grow strong for the future. For anybody living in South Florida, there is a commonly used phrase called the snowbird. The snowbird is not an animal, in case you were wondering. It is the human that migrates to South Florida for the wintertime and then goes back up north for the spring-summer time. Typically, snowbird season is from around Thanksgiving to Easter. That's, that's the span where people come and go. And I wanted to get a perspective from a snowbird. Today, I am going to sit down with Reverend David Broadbent. Now, David was a pastor here at Trinity United Methodist Church during a time where I was not here, so I didn't get to have him be the the lead pastor for me. Um, David has retired, I guess, officially. And he goes back and forth from Palm Beach Gardens to Maine every year. And you might pick up on some of that when you hear him talk. And he helps run a church up in Maine when he's up there. I believe it's called Franklin United Methodist Church. And when he's down here in Palm Beach Gardens, he helps us out at Trinity still. I Many thanks to David for that. And so, like I said, I want to sit down and talk with David about what is the life of a snowbird and why he does this and get some reflections on the small town that he goes to in Maine, which we'll find out, and Palm Beach Gardens. And we'll just kind of see where the conversation goes. So here we go, a talk with a snowbird. All right, and I'm here with Pastor David Broadbent. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Um, Now, David, we'll just jump right into it. And when did you move to South Florida? We moved here in in 1984. Our children were just young, Uh, three and four, I think, years old. And where'd you move from? We moved from the state of Maine. I was the conference coordinator of youth and camping for the state of Maine. Maine at that time was the Maine annual conference. Okay. Now it's the New (laughs) England conference, which incorporates all of New England. Right. So, but then it was just the Maine annual conference. Right. So you came down here. Yeah. And joined Trinity. Well, I I I heard about an opening for youth director here. Okay. When I was in Maine. So I called Earl Rabb, who was the pastor then, mm-hmm. and, and said I was interested in becoming the youth director. So that's what brought us here. Okay. okay. So I did the youth director and eventually moved into working with also um, single adults. And eventually I moved out of the youth program and became director of lay ministries. Okay. Okay. And did that until uh, I got the call in 2000 to go to... Canal Point for, for uh, yeah, Canal Point for 14 years okay. as their pastor there. Now, where is Canal Point? Is it, like, is it? It's, there's Pahokee, Belle Glade, Pahokee, and Canal Point okay. right in sequence, those three, okay. those three towns. 
right. on the lake, on, right on Lake Okeechobee. Gotcha. And after 14 years, you decided to... Well, at that point, I was retirement age. I was no. 66, oh. and so I decided to You're retire. retire? What? Yeah. So when I retired initially, yeah. I went to work at Jupiter Tequesta, United Methodist Church, mm -hmm. as the assistant pastor, and then split my time between there and the Hope Sound United Methodist Church. So you air quote retired on that yeah. one. <laughs> but I was I was actually a retired person working in the churches as an as a pastor, assistant right. pastor. And then when we finally decided to go six months to Maine and six months in Florida and make that transition to Snowbird. Right. Uh, I had to give up those positions. And we then returned to our roots, which is Trinity United Methodist Church. Right. You know, so that when we were here in the winter, this is where we would be. And Tim graciously this year allowed me to be the assistant to him right. as, as an assistant pastor, more or less, because I'm a, under appointment in, in Maine as the pastor of the Franklin United Methodist Church. Right. So I cannot be appointed by the Florida <laughs> United Methodist Church. I okay. can only volunteer. Gotcha. So I'm a volunteer You're assistant pastor. Okay. While I'm here. So what do you think of the snowbird life? Well, of course, the, the ideal of the snowbird life is that we spend summers in Maine, which is the very best time to be in Maine. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, today's weather is like 73 and 40-something here in Florida. Yeah. That's the way it is in Maine during the summer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I get up in the summer, even in the summertime, you get up some mornings, you have to put a jacket on to go walking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then we cross, we leave there as the, we watch the leaves turn, Colin, right. is a, which is a wonderful thing to view. Some of the panoramic views we see just on our trip to Franklin from Prospect Harbor are spectacular. Mm. But then we decide to, to come home around the third, third of second or late second or third week of October October we come okay. down we try to get here by November 1st okay and then of course Maine gets snow and cold and ice and everything <laughs> else even though on the coast is not nearly as a bad winter as it is inland right. I grew up inland in okay. Maine, where the snow is six feet deep oh my goodness but on the coast they get more rain than they get snow okay so but then uh, we're here enjoying this wonderful weather we're having right now you know, here yeah, in it's Florida. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. But then when it starts getting warm again, April, you know, third week in April, we load up the car and head back up to Maine. <laughs> and, uh, May can be tough. May can be cold. I passed really? it during the pandemic. We got there during the pandemic last year, and mm -hmm. I, I did an outdoor worship service mm -hmm. where I just stood on the platform of the stairs and they came in their cars, okay. and we had our worship. But I was so cold, <laughs> I could hardly play the keyboard. See, I'm also the I'm also the pianist and the pastor. <laughs> Jack no of one all else trades. to do that. Uh, but oh, I just couldn't believe. I kept as soon as I got done playing a hymn, I put my gloves back on. You know, then I yeah. tried to preach with my sermons, trying to turn the pages with gloves on. You know, <laughs> but. Um, we had a previous service, but we got through it. You know, yeah. we had seven or eight cars, which was kind of nice, you know. Right. Because what my church up there loves to do is after worship, even though there's 15 of them, mm -hmm. they want to go into Fellowship Hall, sit in a group, in a large circle. And we, right. did that, yeah, we did that after that month of May. Mm -hmm. We started moving back into the sanctuary. Right. And I made them make sure they were, you know, six feet apart from everybody. Wore masks for all the singing and everything. <laughs> 
And then they go in, and we just had chairs six feet apart around for the eight or ten people who were there. Right. And they could have coffee, and my wife always made something to eat, and they would have that, you know. Nice. So it was just really nice, and they loved that. The hardest thing for me is I'm a hugger. Oh, you know, boy. I love to hug people. I used to have a hug core here at Trinity. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, we just couldn't do that, you know. No. So the last day we were there, though, I said to heck with it. I wore my mask and I gave them all a hug because I couldn't stand not doing it. Right, right so, before you left. Before we left. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you've seen Palm Beach Gardens from the 80s yes. up till now. So it's a nice 40-ish year That's right. run. Yeah. Um, how has it changed? Oh, it's amazing how it's changed. Yeah. You know, just the roads. When oh. I came down, North, North Lake was a two-lane road, one in one direction and one the other direction. Oh, my goodness. Now it's six, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so those kinds of things. You yeah. see that heavier traffic. Yeah. A lot more traffic than when we were here in the 80s. Do you see or do you know of more people making this snowbird move with their lives we see a lot of people on my church in franklin for example it mm -hmm. should have been 25 this summer it was only 15 because 10 of the snowbirds didn't come back they stayed okay. where they were gotcha and isolated yeah you know. yeah yeah not everybody would it was hard to make that journey we did it in 18 uh not eight we did it in 36 hours Oof. uh straight through we didn't. We didn't stop to stay overnight. We didn't stop. We only stopped to get to grab a meal at a drive-through, or use a bathroom, someplace. You and your wife. Yeah. Drove thirty-six hours straight through. <laughs> and uh, how did you manage that? That's insane. Well, it was tough. The toughest point I oh. had was uh, three o'clock in the morning. We were driving through Pennsylvania on the turnpike. Yeah. I mean, on the interstate, and um, my wife was asleep. And I was mm -hmm. driving, and oh, I was getting sleepy, mm -hmm. you know, really, especially at night. And there was not mm -hmm. a car ahead of me, there was not a car behind me, just me and my wife driving on the main, on the oh Pennsylvania interstate. And I probably should have pulled over, but right at the time where I was going to wake her up and say, Paulette, I cannot go any longer, will you drive? Mm -hmm. The sun came up. Oh. And that kind of gave me a little more energy, and I could see things, and it was, kept me, did better. So I waited about another hour, and I woke her. Okay. And uh, I said, Paulette, I have got to stop. And she'd had, by then, she'd had about six hours sleep. Okay. And so she took over driving, and I fell immediately to sleep when I got into the passenger yeah. seat. I woke up, and we were in New Hampshire. Oh, my goodness. I was just shocked. <laughs> 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 okay. And then I drove the rest of the way. Right. Because it's still about uh, four or five hours into Maine before you get wow. to Prospect Harbor. That's... I'm glad you made it. Don't it's, do that again. It's kind of like Florida, you know. Just because you get to Florida, you still got a long way to go yeah, to get to West Palm Beach. Yeah, you know, it doesn't so. just mean you're there. No, that's right. Very good. Um, so seeing how Gardens has grown... Yes. What would you... This is the hard question. What would you like to see Palm Beach Gardens like keep as part of its identity? Or like as, as part of the reason why people are here in the next 30 or 40 years? Yeah. Gee, I don't know. 30 or 40 years is a hard thing to look at. But yeah. I do think... Um, I think the 
part of the problem with Palm Beach Gardens is it's gotten it's hardly affordable for some people yeah. to live here now. And what you're getting is a lot of people who live in private enclaves, mm -hmm. you know, the big million dollar homes and all that. The place for someone starting out, just starting out work, has to, they have to go to Stewart or someplace, Port St. Lucia, someplace where they right. can still buy something they can afford. Yeah, It's very, very tough, very tough. But as long as people make a lot of money, I think that's what will impact Palm Beach Gardens because the rich ones will be the ones that are here. Yeah, that's true. You know, but unfortunately, they're also the seniors, and they also drive very slow. You know, because I'm a senior too, but I I I don't drive slow. But apparently, you can drive from here to Maine nonstop. That's right. So. <laughs> so you know, I don't I don't I don't think people should speed. Don't get me wrong. I don't right. think people should speed. But I usually edge yeah. up, you know, two or three miles per hour, up yeah. to five beyond that speed limit, especially on back roads. Yeah. Not so, you can't do it in the city because the traffic is too thick. Yeah, you it's can't, too much. You can't even get up to speed, let alone yeah. beyond it. Yeah, North Lake doesn't matter about no, speed limits. Right. I just You my, go as fast as the slowest cars ahead of you. My, my daughters just were teaching them how to drive the last few years. Like, what's the speed limit on North Lake? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> just follow that car. Get behind the car and follow them. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. And Thank you, John. We'll see you Thank for the you next... Thank you for all you do. I appreciate the you. The next three, four months, we'll still see you around. Okay. I hope so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. A snippet in the life of a snowbird. Uh, thanks to David for coming in and talking to me. I really wish there would have been some sort of video of my face when he said that he drove that whole travel to Maine without stopping. That... I don't think I could do that, and the fact that he and his wife pulled that off is quite amazing. But it does bring to mind just the fact that that's some unforeseen consequence of this pandemic is, are snowbirds coming back to Florida? Did they ever leave? What does that do to the communities they don't go back to? It's something that I hadn't really thought about until that interview. And it's really something that I know has really affected economy down here because we're really a, a service-driven economy and if you're missing a large portion of your population because they simply didn't come down what's that going to do so food for thought i don't have an answer but that's not why i'm here so next week and hopefully it's next week i want to promise it but i am really excited to be able to sit down with Kind of a legend of Gardens High School, the choir teacher, Jamie Bryan. Um, excited to have that interview and talk a little bit about the development of the school and in particular what music has meant for these kids of Palm Beach Gardens. Have a great week. We've got another good weekend of weather coming up. It's been a very nice winter down here so far. Bye.